What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Three people dead. Three innocent people dead. Two of them sisters. Two others left in critical condition in the hospital because a guy named Gregory Black was out walking free on probation in a murder case slammed into them around 100 MPH and killed them. You know what? There's just so many different directions to go right here. I I hardly know where to start. Probation and murder. That's one place to start. But even if that weren't true, this guy already has at least three felony convictions that we know of and 11 priors. Even if he wasn't out on probation for murder, he's got a rap sheet as long as my arm, and he's out walking free amongst innocent people. And now three are dead, and two are in critical condition. Rushed to the hospital fighting for their lives. Why? Why is this happening? I know this is a tired old phrase, but we can put a man on the moon. We can perform all sorts of amazing technological feats. But we can't keep violent offenders behind bars. 
Is it really that hard? I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thanks for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. You think it's hard? Well, ask the family of Kimberly or Veronica or Wevelyn. Ask the family of Michelle Lee with a broken neck of Mr. Lopez. Kimberly, oh wait, don't ask them because they can't answer. Because Kimberly, Wevelyn, and Veronica are all dead. What happened? Take a listen to our friends at Fox 11. The five people inside this black Honda Accord, an Uber driver and her four passengers didn't stand a chance. The car T-boned. The impact so great, one of the young women who died was ejected. The suspect was traveling northbound on Vermont Avenue when he collided with the victim's vehicle, an Uber with five occupants inside. The suspect was speeding, going about 85, 90 miles per hour. He blew through a red light and then T-boned the Uber. Uber. According to the LAPD, he was blowing through several red lights, so it's possible he was trying to flee from something. We also learned he has an extensive criminal history, including three felony convictions and a misdemeanor conviction. Three young women dead, two other people seriously injured after a high-speed crash caused by one man, say police, the driver of this white Mercedes, who detectives say was not only speeding, but also ran a red light. He passes the vehicles that are stopped at the red light into the turn lanes and goes around and then strikes the victims. And you're talking about going about 85, 90 miles at least. Other estimates placing him at 100 mph flying down the street in his white Mercedes, a gang member with a rap sheet as long as I-75. That's what I know. With me, an all-star panel to make sense of what we know right now. First, to senior investigative reporter with DailyMail.com. That's where I first found out about this case. Caitlin Becker is joining us. This is your neck of the woods, Caitlin Becker. What happened? Yes, it is. It actually happened not too far from the Daily Mail office. It was shortly before 5.30 in the morning. You have a group of three, you have a group of three girls and one guy, friends, they were coming back from a concert. They were doing the responsible thing and not driving. And they were waiting to, sources say that they were waiting to make a turn and a white Mercedes came barreling down the street T-bone them. The force was so hard that the Uber spun something like five times. And then the Mercedes and the driver, this guy Black and Gregory Black, ended up basically crashing into the median. And those three young girls were pronounced dead on the scene. Okay. You just gave me so much information, Caitlin. I want to understand who these victims are. And I'm looking at them right now. And they're beautiful. Did you say they were coming home from a concert? So it was late at night. Let's see. 23, 23, 27. Those are some of the victims. 23 and 27. Kimberly and Veronica were 27 and 23, and they're actually sisters. And Yuvalin was their, another 23-year-old, their childhood best friend. So they were just out for a, a good, fun night. And these were bright girls. When you say there were bright girls, what do you mean by that? Kimberly had just graduated from nursing school, Nancy. She was involved in her dance team. She was a smart, dedicated student. And then her sister, Veronica, was has a BS in wildlife conservation, did a ton of 
volunteer work with the Redwoods and had actually recently gotten a job with Orange County, with the county working with animals. And she was really just getting started in that side of her career. I mean, these these girls were doing amazing things. I mean, you're talking about wildlife conservation and nursing, two of the most selfless jobs I could possibly think of. Guys, I've got such an awesome panel joining me Uh, right now. I'm going to go to Dr. Michelle Dupree, not only longtime colleague, but friend. You remember Dr. Dupree. She shot to fame during the Alex Murdoch case. Uh, that's her bailiwick, Columbia, South Carolina, former forensic pathologist, medical examiner, and lucky for me, detective, author of Money, Mischief, Murder, the Murdoch saga, the rest of the story. That's coming out this month. You know, I can't wait to read that. But before I get back on Alex Murdoch, who... Will Rottenhill, Dr. Michelle Dupree, did you hear what Caitlin Becker from Daily Mail just said? Have you ever, you've performed thousands of autopsies. I have prosecuted or investigated literally thousands of cases. When you're looking at somebody on that that, uh, autopsy table after homicide, do you ever wonder why is it that really good, pure people get murdered or mistreated by predators. I mean like hyenas, coyotes, wolves. That's what these perps are. And then the dichotomy of the evil nature of the defendant and the sweet, kind, gentle, loving nature of the victims. It's Sometimes like a kick in the teeth. Absolutely, Nancy. Sometimes it appears that there's no justice. It, and I've seen it more often than, than I want, for sure. The innocent people sometimes are the victims. It just happens. I know it just happens, but guess what, Dr. Dupree? It didn't have to happen in this case. You are hearing our friends at Fox 11 as well as KTLA talking about what happened that night with me uh, a very well-known senior forensic engineer, accident reconstructionist at Veritech Consulting Engineering. You can find him, as did we, at Veritech, E-N-G, for engineering.com. Joseph Tremblay. Joseph, thank you for being with us. Man, what a scene. What did this guy do? I've heard estimates between 85 and 100 MPH. But there is a way to determine exactly what happened. That's correct. And uh, one thing that is going to be made readily available is the speed of both vehicles. Uh, There's a lot of ways to do that. But fortunately for vehicles that are newer, uh, that speed data is actually recorded on the vehicle itself during an impact. And that's something that the investigators are going to look into when they uh, when they go through their investigation here. To my understanding, the victims were parked at a red light. So they're not going to have any momentum at all. They're sitting at a red light in an Uber. Just having gone to a concert, these three girls together, two sisters and their childhood best friend, they're in their 20s, they're sitting there at a red light, not moving, when this guy comes flying around them at estimates up to 100 MPH. And I don't 
believe, you know, a lot of times accident reconstructionists use skid marks and it helps them determine what really happened. Like how long are the skid marks? How far away are the skid marks from the crash? I don't know that we're even going to have any skid marks in this case, Joseph, because I don't think this guy ever touched the brakes. I, I agree. I don't I don't think he did either. And honestly, uh, there are some other pieces of evidence that are going to be really important for this investigation. Uh, there is, I believe, a surveillance footage uh, that captured this impact, at least some of it, not all of the details. But one thing they're going to want to look at when, when the police do their investigation is whether or not any of the physical evidence that was left at the scene is pertinent to this investigation. Um, but the fact that this Uber car was either stopped or moving very slowly uh, you know, they were just traveling through this intersection on a on a legal green light. And then um, the impact itself occurred when the Mercedes failed to yield for the, the green light, passed through on a red light and then contacted the left rear corner of that Uber vehicle, causing it to spin. Spinning it around just on that one impact five times, hitting the vehicle so hard. One of the ladies, one of the young girls actually ejected, as they're saying it, flew out of the car. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change... Consider taking Zen for a spin. Zen nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Ready to start your new journey? Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge. Enjoy Zen nicotine pouches for 10 days and discover a fresher way to experience nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Here's how to get started with the Zen 10 Challenge. Simply pick your strength and varieties online and check out. Once your Zen nicotine pouches arrive in the mail, enjoy pure nicotine satisfaction at your leisure. After your 10-day trial, let us know what you think. If Zen isn't for you, no hard feelings. It's that simple. Order online at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com to start your new journey today with the Zen 10 Challenge. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, we've got a renowned uh, 
accident, as he calls it, crash, as I call it, reconstructionist. But also with me um, is Mike McCormick, also from this jurisdiction, owner and lead investigator of MCM Investigations in L.A., former LAPD, over 25 years, working gangs for five years of that. That ain't a picnic. Working gangs in L.A.? I'm surprised you're even alive, Mike McCormick. And you can find them at mcminvestigations.com. Okay, enough about you. Let's talk about murder. When Joseph Tremblay correctly says they're going to look at physical evidence at the scene, I think that's going to mean if there are any skid marks, surveillance video, uh, which there's a lot of that in L.A. uh, and really everywhere now, such as red light cams, corner cams, business cams, surveillance videos. And not only that, dash cams. This is an Uber car that was destroyed by Gregory Black. You know, they've got a dash cam going. There's going to be a plethora of cam, surveillance camera proof. But you're also going to look at the angles that uh, in which the car was hit. You're going to look for pieces of metal, for pieces of brake lights. All of that is going to be physical evidence to help us reconstruct what happened. Bottom line, I don't really need all that because I know I got three dead girls. Three. Two sisters, one best friend who's sitting at a red light in an Uber waiting. And this guy with a rap sheet out my rear end comes flying down at 100 mph. I mean, what more to you, Mike McCormick of MCM Investigations? What else are you going to look for? Do I need anything more than that? I think I could take that to a jury. Nancy, uh, you really don't need much more than that. There's going to be a plethora of uh, video uh, footage. I just said that. I threw out my big word plethora and you totally stole it. Don't think I don't know what you just did, but go ahead. <laughs> Anyways, uh, there's there's footage uh, of him traveling at a high rate of speed and blowing through red lights prior to this accident. Okay, hey, Mike McCormick, are you sitting down? Yes, I am. Well, you may need to lay down after this. Take a listen to our friends at Fox 11 and KTLA. So that for these families who don't know yet, um, who we're working on trying to make contact with, that their loved ones are gone. And, it, you know, it's something that we all do every day, just driving. These people had the right of way. They were going through a green light. And LAPD detectives with the uh, South Traffic Bureau here, they announced the charges against the suspect. We now know his name, Gregory Black, 31 years old, and a well-known gang member in the city of Los Angeles. According to the LAPD, on August 26th, the day of the accident, he was out on probation for a previous murder conviction. What's adding to the family's anguish is the news that, according to police, the suspect was on probation in connection with a 2020 murder. He was driving this white Mercedes more than 100 miles per hour through red lights as it smashed into the black Honda the women were Ubering in. Greg Black is his name, 31 years old, described by detectives as a gang member with, quote, a checkered past. 11 bookings, felony bookings, in which three he's been convicted on out of the 11. He's had four misdemeanor bookings. Including being on probation on murder. Now, even scarier, back to Mike McCormick joining us, not only uh, lead investigator MCM Investigations, but worked gangs. When I hear gang member, a lot of people, you know, might think that's cool. 
But every time I had anything to do with gangs, it was a murder. Horrible murders. I remember one gang case. It was the Doom gang held, I think the victim was 13 or 14, held her upside down and put her ice, her head in an ice chest full of ice cold water and drowned her dead. When she was drowned, being held upside down by her breasts, as I recall it, they threw her body down and said, go to hell and tell them Doom sent you. Okay. Drink that in for a moment. Oh, yes. And then the last DP case I was working on before I left for court TV, there are two rival gangs. Of course, there's rival gangs. But the girlfriends of the rival gangs were mad at each other over some clothes. Clothing. C-L-O-T-H-E-S. Clothes. So they got their boyfriends, the gang members, to throw Molotov cocktails into the other side's townhome knowing that there were two infants in their layup beds, their little baby beds. And when they threw the Molotovs, which immediately caught on fire in the baby's bedrooms, they said, let's fry them babies. That's what I'm talking about. So, Mike McCormick, when I hear very well-known gang member, ain't nothing good about that. What does that mean? Very well known. Not just a gang member, but a very well known gang member? Well, that usually means that uh, he's been in and out of uh, uh, jail uh, numerous times, uh, is, has uh, numerous contacts with law enforcement, and uh, usually is an extremely violent uh, individual. Caitlin Backer, have you looked at these girls? Have you looked at Wevelyn? That smile. Smile, her dimples. I don't know if you remember the old Gidget movies. Does anybody remember them but me? This looks like Gidget. She's just like Gidget. Um, that big, beautiful smile. And then look at Kimberly. Totally glamorous. She's kind of got almost off the shoulder, but not quite, like a satin evening dress or blouse on. And her hair is all wavy down the side on one sh- side of her shoulder. Absolutely stunning. I I just, I want to cry. Kaylin, my daughter and son, of course, they're twins, are 15. These girls are just a little bit older than my John, David, and Lucy. And this guy speeds through three red lights and kills them? The hole that this loss has left in their family is just impossible to understand several of their relatives have spoken to the media and they're just it's just a gut punch kimberly and veronica were actually one of seven children so they've got brothers and sisters they were described as great big sisters who would take their siblings to get starbucks and get something to eat they just seem like this very just close-knit wonderful family and they've been friends with Wevelyn for years and years and years and nancy we also have to remember that in the front seat passenger seat another friend of theirs was there as well and he was terribly injured but survived so now you also have a survivor of this group and of this tragedy that has to live with that moving forward and just knowing that the person who did this there were plenty of opportunities for this person to have been put behind bars for any number any number of crimes 
and maybe wouldn't have been on the road that night. Guys, take a listen to our cut seven from KTLA. This tragic accident took the lives of three innocent people, two of them sisters. The three women were passengers in an Uber when the suspect's Mercedes ran that red light and collided with their car. The impact was so strong that the vehicle spun around five times before coming to a stop. The Uber driver, a 38-year-old woman, and a fourth passenger, a young man, were taken to the hospital, both of them severely injured. Joining me right now, in addition to Dr. Joni Johnson and forensic psychologist, psychologist and author of Serial Killers, 101 Questions True Crime Fans Asked. Joshua Ritter is with us, a veteran criminal defense attorney, former L.A. County Deputy District Attorney, now partner. Uh, You can find him at joshuaritter.com. Joshua, what's the name of your law firm? Dobby Ritter Trial Lawyers. Joshua, why do people insist on calling this an accident? Because when you run three red lights at 100 MPH, that's not an accident. Your foot is on the gas. You are choosing to run through three lights. That's not an accident. That's a crash. No, that's that, that's an excellent point. It, it's not only not an accident, it's, it's very arguably an intentional act. I mean, you are putting people's lives. There's no argument to be made that you should not be aware that you are putting people's lives at risk by driving that speed down a busy street, running through red lights. That, to me, is pushing this from, you know, they're charging him with vehicular manslaughter. This is pushing this towards murder charges to me. If you're driving at that high rate of a speed, going through stop signs, how can you possibly claim this was an accident, that this was not an unintended, unforeseen consequence of your actions? What is this area? Does anybody on the panel know? A lot of you are from this jurisdiction. Dr. Joni, Caitlin... Um, Mike McCormick, Joshua Ritter. It's 35 miles per hour, yeah. It's a residential area. It is residential. Yeah. It's Mike McCormick. Gregory Black was on a mission to create a devastating carnage. This was absolutely no accident. No accident at all. Joseph Tremblay joining us, senior forensic engineer, accident reconstructionist. Joining us, you can find him at Veritech, Eng, E-N-G for engineer.com. Joseph, if we didn't have the surveillance video, we may not be able to prove this, but we do have the surveillance video. Why do people insist on calling this an accident? That's a very good question. Uh, there's a lot of things that uh, indicate that this was not an accident. And I do want to point out one thing, too. We have footage that has this Uber car in the intersection but what's also important to to realize is that this uber car was in that intersection for a long time before the accident happened so what you can deduce from that is that uh, mr black may not have even been paying attention or he just didn't care because he probably saw this vehicle he's probably saw cars passing in front of him long before the impact occurred. And Nancy, if I can just jump in, where the accident was located, so it's all kind of, this is sort of how Los Angeles is sort of set up all around. It's sort of a main thoroughfare with businesses, um, restaurants, 7-Eleven, kind of up and down the streets, but all the side streets are residential. So it's not really, um, this isn't a highway area, and at this time of night, you can drive on the highways in LA without traffic. So if he was trying to get from point A to B, there were probably better ways to have gotten there. But what some of our sources have said is their investigators are looking into why 
Black was going the speed he was going in the area that he was driving. There's no reason to be going 100 miles per hour per hour at that point. Is there any reason I care why? Maybe, because where was he coming from? And the question is, if he was fleeing something, it, are there potentially more charges we can get there? You mean like a crime, fleeing a crime. Oh, by the way, he had a gun in his car. A gun in his car. Okay. With that in mind, take a listen to our friend Hal Eisner. To Jose, this is the tragedy. No parents should have to bury their child. Jose's parents now have to bury two, and their friend's family have to bury one as well. The way Jose puts it, they all grew up together. They grew up as friends, and they died as friends. When people talk about things like soulmates, that's, that's what it is. Investigators told our Gigi Graciette they were looking into whether the suspect driver was fleeing another crime. Just like Caitlin Becker was telling us to Dr. Joni Johnson, joining us from Del Mar, forensic psychologist um, and also author of Serial Killers, 101 Questions True Crime Fans Ask. You can find Dr. Joni at drjonijohnston.com. Dr. Joni, weigh in on the thinking not that this is an element the state has to prove, but the thinking of this killer. Well, we know he wasn't thinking about any potential victims on his route, that's for sure. Um, and it'll be interesting to find out what he was, in fact, if he was fleeing from something, what he was fleeing from. But I think I've interviewed many gang members um, in prison and outside of prison, and, you know, it, a lot of times there is a different mentality, and the mentality is, as you pointed out, this kind of gang war that's going on. And so it's like that's how the world is. We're soldiers, and we, we have to do these certain things. And, if, hey, if there are collateral damage, if there are civilian victims, well, that's just too bad because this is the world that we live in, and this is how we're going to operate. And it's just, it's just so unfair, you know, somebody else pointed out on the panel to think of these beautiful young women, this young man who has a life in front of them, who are doing everything right, who are being safe. And then you have somebody who is engaging at the very minimum so recklessly, intentionally putting other people's lives in danger and clearly has this long history of similar behavior or worse behavior behind him. Guys, uh, we're talking about him being out on probation for murder. Take a listen to our friend Phil Schumann. The district attorney's office clarified to Fox 11 that Black did not commit murder. He was caught on camera in a car used in a murder, wasn't the shooter or driver. So rather than prosecuting him for that, a plea deal for probation was offered to Black and accepted for another related crime, an attempted murder in which no one was hurt. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're a smoker looking for an alternative to traditional tobacco, you might feel uncertain at the thought of changing things up. Maybe you're ready to make a switch, but don't know where to start. Maybe you've tried vaping, thought it wasn't your thing. Maybe you've heard of smokeless nicotine products, but aren't familiar with the options. Meet Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch. Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. 
which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Zen is a satisfying tobacco alternative that puts you in control of your nicotine experience, which means Zen pairs well with you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zinn. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Let me let me understand. Is he or is he not on probation for murder, Caitlin Becker? He's on probation for attempted murder. He received five years probation. Initially, he it was four people were charged for murder, conspiracy to commit murder, and it, for shooting at an occupied vehicle. So for, this was a drive-by shooting in 2020. The murder charges were dropped. One of those four... His case is still working its way through the court system. Two of the others pled down, and in this case, our guy that we're concerned with, Gregory Black, got five years probation for attempted murder. Let me understand something. Did the victim in the drive-by shooting die? Yes. The victim in the drive-by shooting did die because there are murder charges still working their way for some of the other defendants. So where is the attempted murder coming from? If the person died. I think it's involving how black was involved in the instance. Okay, so look, either he's they wanna tell me he's asleep in the car. What when all this happened? When the shooting went down? Is that what they're saying? Caitlin or Joshua Ritter, do you know? I don't know. And this is specifically because a lot of the case details for this 2020 case haven't been revealed. I bet they have not. Because you know the prosecutors don't want me to find out this. So, okay. You've got a dead guy, but it's just attempted murder. It's a drive-by shooting, but he's on probation for attempted murder even though there's a dead body, and his defense is he was asleep or unconscious. Do I am, am I getting this right? Please tell me I'm wrong. I haven't seen anything along the lines of him being asleep or unconscious in my reporting, but I do know that he was in the vehicle and the two other people who... Let me read to you from Fox 11, and I'm quoting... Prosecutors have an ethical duty not to pursue charges we cannot prove beyond a reasonable doubt. In the murder, we had evidence to indicate he was asleep or unconscious at the time of the offense. Now I'm talking. But he was in the car? And what, he sleeps through a drive-by shooting? Really? And if they're talking about their ethical duty, Joshua Ritter, the ethical duty is if you don't think they're involved, then you drop the charges. You don't take a plea and have somebody plead guilty to something that you don't believe they did. This is completely bass-ackwards. They want their cake, 
and they want to eat it too. You can't say, oh, we're dropping the murder charge because he was asleep or unconscious, but we'll let him plead guilty to attempted murder. What the hey is that? He pleaded no contest. I don't know if that makes sense. It makes no difference. None. That is total BS. That's when a defendant walks to the stand and he won't say, I'm guilty, but yet he takes his sentence and he's adjudicated as guilty. So how does this work with their ethical duty, Josh Ritter, that they think he was asleep or unconscious during a drive-by shooting and he's in the car and I guess what, slept through it? But so they're not going to prosecute him for murder or attempt, but they let him plead guilty to a lesser offense. So how can he be asleep and unconscious and not guilty in any way, but yet they take a guilty plea? No, I, I agree with you, Nancy. This is this is laughable. I mean, the word look at the wording that the D.A. released there. Who is the D.A.? They're not saying what that evidence is. Is the evidence coming from him? Is the evidence him saying I was asleep at the time? I didn't know. Is that their evidence to indicate he was asleep? They don't say what that actual evidence is. I worked as a DA for many years and we had cases like this all the time. Drive by shootings don't take place with one person in a vehicle. And they're not asleep in the back seat either. Correct. And they all know what they're going to do. They all know what the plan is. So that's why everyone is charged with those crimes. Everybody is charged with taking part in that drive-by shooting. A person ended up dead here. And you're saying that this person not only got probation, but was able to pre- plead to something less than murder. It, it's, it's shocking to me. I mean, this is why the, the decisions made by prosecutors can have vast, disastrous consequences beyond the actual case that they might be dealing with. You have a person here that, by all of our assessments, should be in prison to this day. This alleged shooting took place in 2020. So he's not even three years into what it should have been a very long prison sentence. And instead he's out and driving 100 miles down the road and kills three innocent people. Not only that, did you see Joshua Ritter and anybody on the panel jump in if you know more or better facts on this, that he has at least three felony convictions and 11 priors that are open. Did you hear that? Many of which are felony charges. Why is he even out walking around? I saw that reporting. And like we talked about earlier, the fact that the police are referring to him as a known gang member, meaning that he's not only committing crimes, he's committing gang-related crimes. This was not a candidate for probation. I don't care what they're saying their involvement was in this drive-by shooting, this is not the person that you put in the column of possible probation. This is a person who, once again, is caught up in some sort of crime that led to someone's death, talking about that drive-by shooting, and they should have been put in prison and taken off the streets so that they couldn't participate in other types of behavior, like the one that we're talking about today, driving 100 miles down the road and three innocent people who were just trying to go home end up dead. You know, when you are the elected district attorney, you have other, as you're hearing, Joshua Ritter was a deputy district attorney. They're the lieutenants. They prosecute the crimes. They're in the courtrooms, as was I, trying cases every day. I did it for 10 years as a violent felony prosecutor. Before that, I was a fed. The elected district attorney sets the tone of how cases are prosecuted. 
If you're weak on crime, you get taken out of the courtroom or fired. Or you go write appeals, or you handle GV cases, or you collect um, child support from deadbeat dads if you can't prosecute a case and put somebody behind bars. So I don't necessarily blame the ADA, Assistant District Attorney, that did this. I blame the DA. Who is the DA, Ritter? He's a gentleman by the name of George Gascon who came into office and has dramatically changed the way that cases are prosecuted in that office from day one. He released several directives that dramatically changed the way that they handle things. In what way? I take it not more harsh. No, from things from abolishing bail, essentially, to not prosecuting juveniles. When you say abolishing bail, you don't mean, hey, you can't have bail, you have to sit in jail. He means, hey, you can walk free and you don't even have to put up bail. Exactly. And most poignantly to our case here today, he also has a near blanket policy, is my understanding, as far as any type of gang allegation. The gang allegation is a very powerful tool for prosecutors in California, where if a crime was committed for the furtherance or benefit of a gang, it can add time to their to their case. This is a known gang member. I I am certain (laughs) I don't even need to read the facts of that drive-by shooting. That was somehow gang-related. Had those policies been applied or been allowed to be applied, they're not off the books in California. He just won't apply them to the crimes in Los Angeles County. Had those been applied, that person very well, the person that we're talking about here today, very well could have still been behind bars. If you have information on this case, I'm not sure what good it will do with this district attorney who was elected by the people It's on them. But who is going to stand up for crime victims and their families left behind? If not me, if not you, then who? And what will happen when we're the crime victim or our family or our friend? Who will stand up for us? It's not the elected district attorney there, Gascon. It's not. And this is yet another example. Look, I don't care about politics. I hate politics. But this DA is not protecting innocent victims. Ask the families of Wevelyn, of Veronica, of Kimberly. If you have information on this case, and I pray to God it would help, dial 800-222-TIPS. That's 8477 for Crime Stoppers in L.A. 800-222-8477. Goodbye, friend. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life. Because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. 
So the only person who will know you have a Zin pouch in is you. Visit Zin.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zin. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.